Navelle Provost, former athlete turned entrepreneur. Corvell Beals, I like to call myself a serial entrepreneur, evolving every day. I believe that I'm a business. I'm a businessman. This is not your traditional podcast. The true story of what it is to be a black entrepreneur in Canada. This might not be something you heard before. Whatever you're doing, man, and just come along on this journey with us. Let's get to this bag together. I ain't a business, man. I'm a business, man. Now let me handle my business. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's happening? Much love to everybody. We're on episode seven. This episode is brought to you by High Powered Customs for all your screen print shirt needs, golf shirts, whatever you mm. need. High Powered Customs got you covered. Me, myself, and God one. That's my favorite That's fire. one. That's fine. Yeah. They'll get your brand on anything. Mm. Shout out to High Powered Customs. Check them out on Instagram and uh, wherever else you'd find High Powered Customs. Who are you, man? Like you said hi to the people, but you ain't tell them who you are. What is this? Well, they know what it is. They, oh, they know, know what, what it is. is. Okay. We on, uh, we deep in it now. Yeah. Episode yeah. seven. So if you've been around, you know what's happening. But I'm um, a businessman. I'm a businessman. We here. Episode seven, season two. Yeah. Today we got a very, very special guest. Our first guest on the show, actually, um, a very close friend of ours, a guy that we really admire and mm. respect, Trevor Silver. Yeah. Of North Preston. Shout out, to Trevor. I think he might also got some Dartmouth roots. Yeah, Trevor. He, he, Trevor, Trevor's everywhere. Yeah, he, uh, he, he did the Dartmouth thing. But yeah, I'm mean, you know a businessman himself. Mm-hmm. He owns one of the more popular brands in the in the HRM region mm-hmm. uh, called Trev Clothing. Trust, respect, educate, value. Mm-hmm. We're very happy to have Trev on today, and excited to jump into the conversation. I want the people to know who I am, man. I'm Corval. Be- I'm man. Corval Beals. Yeah, people call me Valley, CB Valley on every platform. Mm-hmm. I think it's real important. You know, I've been branding myself. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So 100%. you know, hit me up. Hit him up and hit me up at Vel Smooth. We're going to get right into it with Trev. My man Trev came through. He leaving me hanging. What's up, bro? We here, we here, we here. What's happening, man? We in the building. You know, I had to come and bring you guys something, right? Oh, you got something for us? Oh, my man. We're starting off early. First guest. And this is, what, what do you call it? He's setting a um, Merry Christmas. He's setting, setting the tone, man. Setting a tone. So the rest of you guests, when you come up here, man, yeah, you better man. have something. We love gifts. You better have something. Um, but really, we we just wanted to bring you on and chat. Uh, you know, kind of talk about what you've been building and how how you got to the place you're at. Trevor's from where we're, we're from, North Preston. You know, family, a uh, brother. We've known each other our whole lives for sure. But over the last, I say, four to five years, as we've been in business, mm. I think we've been, you know. Be getting closer and and really sharing ideas and 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 growing together. So yeah, you know, I think we're grateful you know, to have you coming a part of the inner circle. I think it's important as you go on this journey in life, like to find people that are like minded. To know that I'm you're a part of my elite circle, it, it, it helps me kind of stay going. When I see you with the new shit, it's like yeah, I gotta <laughs> keep stop. I gotta keep going. I can't quit because because you know I got people around me that. You know, when I tap in, I got to be able to bring something new to the table. So I think you always do that for me. Thank you, know you brother. So I, I appreciate, appreciate that. that for sure. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, no, both man. of y'all. So, yeah, I mean, we, we're going to keep it real casual, bro. I got some some questions just to really, you know, let the people hear about you. And, and ultimately what we're trying to do with guests is share ideas, chat, shit that we usually do. But, you know, maybe there's someone out there that has an idea and, and your story is inspiring and, and it might inspire them. Right. So, you know, ultimately... That that's what we're going for here. Um, so you know, my my first question, you know, obviously you're 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 from North Preston. Just tell us a bit about you know growing up, your childhood. What was it like? Uh, any anything you can give us around that? I grew up all around HRM. Mm-hmm. The majority of my life was in North Preston. We talked about so, that. Yeah, from a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like for me, it's like the upgrade upbringing was rough, and I kind of don't really touch on that to people because I don't really like to bring that mm-hmm. in because like I. Look back on my past. We had some rough patches, but when I look at it, it's like if I didn't go through that stuff, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be who I am today. So That's like, right. when it comes to like just just certain things that you, that you go through as a, as a youth, you think like, oh, no one else is going through it. Mm-hmm. And you when you when you get older, you realize like, man, a lot of people are going through this. They yeah. might not be from my city or they might not be from my area, but we all similarly going through our own struggles, yeah. rich or poor, whichever you whatever you know what I mean. So for me, it's like. Coming up was squid it, it, it game was, effect. Quick game, squid yeah, game, game effect, effect. Yeah. in the sure, survival sure. of the fittest. Because I, exactly. I was just telling the kids at Auburn a couple of days ago that like when I was younger, I used to want to have a normal life. Like mm-hmm. I used to look over at the kids in my class and be like, "Oh, I wish my parents worked jobs. I wish I could come to class with like the show mm-hmm. and tell and be like, oh, you know what I mean? I got mm-hmm. a normal life.'" But mm-hmm. then 
fast forward to now, like if I didn't have an abnormal life and I didn't go through what I went through and like the struggles or whatever my parents were doing, I wouldn't be able to be who I am today. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm looking at those kids like I want to be like you guys, but now in retrospect, it's like, man, I'm glad I'm glad I went through sure, that. Right. I'm glad I had those experiences because if if it wasn't for that, then I don't think I would be me. Like the struggle, is, yeah. it makes you tougher. It makes you be able to like be resilient. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to business, it's like you, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. So get rejected. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Would you change it? Oh no, hundred percent. There's yeah. there's some things that I would have did differently, right? But I wouldn't want to be like I used to dream about. Like man, I wish my parents were like normal working people, and mm. I did this and that. But v- looking back now, it's yeah. like nah. I'm glad that yeah. I didn't have to. Like I, I get give you your character. Yeah, hundred percent. It give you your character. Like because you got to learn through forgiveness through certain things that ma- mm. they may have done, people around you might have done, and you. And I feel like I've grown so much through forgiveness. I yeah. feel like forgiveness is like one of the things that freed me the most of right. having that pain. Because as, as I became an adult, like, you have this conversation with your mom or your dad or, like, the people that was in your life, and you, it frees you. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They, they, their intentions might not have been whatever happened, but then it, it happened. So yeah. having those conversations as an adult make you, like, become better. You know what's crazy? Like, you, it's, it's funny how, like, you, you just, you do Trev. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Trev going to Trev. Yeah, Trev yeah. going to always Trev because real shit, like, you, you probably one of the first people that introduced me to the concept of forgiveness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in a, as a man, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like we, we hear the words, but like when I seen, you know, the way that you, you know, transcend in that spirit of forgiveness and really live it. Like mm-hmm. it, a lot of people say we, we talk that shit, but like you actually truly live it. And I started really paying attention. And me and you had a conversation one time and it really enlightened me to be like, yo, like shit, like I got to let that shit go because it ain't holding ain't doing nothing to these people. Yeah. It's, it's me, yeah. right? And I remember that. I'm like, yo, Frick, so now when you brought that up, it's like, yeah, like that's that's you. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But it's like you're not afraid mm-hmm. to, to be you, and that's that's what's up. 100% because that, like, that perspective, and I'm pretty sure I remember those conversations, is because the environment, it has expectations from us mm-hmm. or that things that we think that we're supposed to do. Like exactly. when someone passes away, we're supposed to cry. We're supposed to be sad. Like if someone kills one of our friends, we're supposed to be we're angry. Supposed we're to supposed ride. to want to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in order for us to change that, I'm not saying like forgive someone right away, but I'm saying in order for us to be the change, we got to do the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make the changes and we can't have a different experience if we're not doing different stuff. Like everything that we're doing with, when it comes to business, entrepreneurship, we're making a change for the community, right. mm-hmm. for, for the city, for everyone. So, Everyone else seeing that can come up and live off of our experience. You know what I mean? And for us to be able to, like, for me to share that story with you and have an impact on you, Mm -hmm. that was not saying that's my intention. My intention is to free myself, but if it can help you too, then that's a double whammy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The cycle of of not forgiving and the cycle of, you know, if we're speaking specifically, you know, you do something to me, I do something back to you. We see that cycle continue itself mm-hmm. and perpetrate itself in the black community and a lot of his expectation oh fuck he did that well I gotta do it I'm, yeah, I'm you, scared to not if you don't do that then you scared um, you know what like, I'm saying but a lot of people are scared to forgive they're scared mm-hmm. to be That's different it. they're scared to go against what the people are expecting them to do because oh I gotta do what they think I'm mm-hmm. supposed to do you know what I mean mm-hmm. if I don't then I'm, I'm, I'm a bitch I'm, or I'm exactly. like I'm this and yeah. it's to me it's like you're a bitch if you can't be real to yourself you Straight. know number That's one big. number one That's big. you know I wanna hear a, a bit more about where the entrepreneurship kind of came from. Uh, do you have, like, any entrepreneurs in your family? Oh, for sure, for sure. You know Granddaddy Simmer. Yeah. <laughs> so then, and then my grandfather on my white side, he was in this construction. He had a contracting okay. company. So, like, ever since I was young and I learned the word, like, entrepreneur, mm. I always attributed it to me and who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe I'm not the best entrepreneur, but me having that inspiration and, and like, seeing my, both of my grandfathers doing business, mm-hmm. it was, like, Oh yeah, this is this is definitely what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like be an entrepreneur or die trying, right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. How were you? How were you as a student, like in school, coming up, and in class and grades, and what was your life like like that? Like I find I was like disruptive kid, like attention deficit or whatever they call it, label <laughs> you. But uh, I find that like I could do the work. Like mm-hmm. I I was like a little bit like I knew what was going on, so mm-hmm. it was like. If I didn't want to do it, I did it. If I didn't want to do it, I I can remember in high school it was like I get the work done, mm-hmm. then I'll act up. Then other kids would be like, um, um, they'll be like, oh, why is Trevor not? He ain't getting Trevor in trouble. I'm right. like, Trevor did he work? Mm-hmm. Trevor can do what he, he wants that. to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and then like I'll disrupt the other kids. But I already got my work done. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't the smartest kid, but I knew that 
in order for you to goof off, like you got to get the work done first. Sure. You got at least you know? do your work. Yeah, but at least what, it, I may not get a hundred percent, but I got at least finish. Yeah, you know I mean? for when sure. Teacher brought back to me. She's like, "Well, this I did my work." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so yeah, you can't yeah, really get in I trouble. A lot of those moments too. Yeah, for sure. And and I find like the thing about when it comes to school, because like I I used to always have this feeling of like I was I wasn't smart, mm-hmm. like I didn't know what was going on. But then I real like I I think a switch went off that was like. You, you are what you believe you are. Yeah. Mm, and then yeah. when I started believing that, I started to become more smarter and I started educating myself and learning when it comes to like, a question I always ask is like, everyone say they know good at math, mm-hmm. but like, who practices math? Like only people that don't practice math aren't good at math. Sure. Whatever you practice, you can be good at. Like I suck at basketball, mm-hmm. but I, how many thousands of hours did you put into basketball? Yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't put that much in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to saying like, oh, I suck at math, like that's just like, I'm defeated, but right. really, you didn't put in the I work. Didn't you didn't. You didn't work. study. Sure. You didn't. You don't. You know what I mean? I'm Unless you have like a disability. Yeah. Like a math, math dyslexia or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even then, you know, you can work through. Even you know, there there are people that are gifted. Yeah. Like, you know, they might have a gifted brain for math, but it's hours. It's yeah. hours you put in. Ten thousand hours, they say. And when you you become ahead. an expert at something. Yeah. Right? And when and you're good at something, you you're interested in it. You're sure. you're more inclined to Your do it. Your brain's like, paying attention to like, it. Everyone I knew played basketball. Mm-hmm. I sucked at basketball. Yeah, that's probably bad. one of the reasons why I didn't bad. play. <laughs> but like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't play. But it's also I wasn't interested mm-hmm. in it. And just because everybody does it doesn't mean doesn't mean that I'm gonna no, do it. You know it. what I mean? I I appreciate ball and I appreciate what it what it teaches you. But like, and and the competitiveness and the exercise of it. But besides that, it's like mm-hmm. just yeah, basketball to me. Yeah, no, no makes sense. Straight. When did you want to be a lawyer? Like, was that always? When, when did you? When did you? When did that come to life? Uh, so just being younger. So like going back to my childhood with the parents and stuff mm-hmm. like that. People in my family would get in trouble, like committing crimes and doing whatnot. So I always felt like if I became a lawyer, I'd be able to a be financially free. Well, no, no, no. A would be you're always going to have customers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but facts. but but I'll be able to like help my community. Yeah. Be like a someone that I didn't have to look up to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, how many black male lawyers did you did we have up home to look up to? You know I've what I mean? seen one of them. Shoot, I don't even think. That's I, what I mean. When but you're saying black lawyers, first one I was thinking, Rocky Jones, yeah. R.I.P. to the legend. R.I.P. Rocky. Right? And uh, I didn't know who Rocky Jones was right, until right. I got to I law school, bro. Rocky Jones was a boxer. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I ain't know until I got in, in trouble. Uh, <laughs> first time I ever even, you know, like I always heard the name, but yeah. like first time I actually, like, you know, seen him and, had a conver- had a reason to call him or mm-hmm. talk to him. Hundred percent, I and was it, in trouble. And so. it's hard for us to see ourselves being these things if we don't have someone to like model. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Like a lot of the stuff that we do is like learned behavior. So right. like if we had a lawyer in our family or a teacher in our family, we're more inclined to be that because mm-hmm. that's it. because that's what we could see. You I know can't what I mean? Be it if I can't see it. Yeah. We say it every other episode. Hundred yeah, right. percent. And then for for us, it's like well, for me in general, when it comes to clothing brand or whatever, I have to not look for my community to model I had to look outside my community and it's not a bad thing because I'm looking up to Alex McLean I'm mm-hmm. looking up to Jay-Z with Rockerwear like I remember mm-hmm. in grade 5 like I got my first pair of Rockerwear jeans yeah. and like, I was going off with them sure. like I was happy like you know what I mean so it's like thinking back to that is like even if they don't look like you, you gotta be able to still model them you gotta still be able to take their good skills and that's mm-hmm. one thing that I learned from uh, reading autobiographies mm-hmm. that's okay. one thing that I really like to read because Dope. It humanizes the character, the person, like Barack Obama, Gandhi. Yeah. Like you're reading their experiences and what they went through, the feelings that they felt. Even if they their memories are wrong or mm-hmm. they're they're, mm-hmm. they're reporting them wrong, it's still you get to experience what they went what through they or what they through. thought they went through, so that you can get through whatever you're going through That's and realize dope. like we all people mm-hmm. and we all can be what we want to be. I was always kind of not against, but I didn't really like autobiographies. I mm-hmm. felt like it was a waste of time. And then recently, I, I read Nelson Mandela's. Um, I'm reading Nelson Mandela's autobiography, and I realized that like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of learning I can get from reading someone's story. Yeah. And it goes from all the way he was a child to his end of his his life. Yeah. And, yeah, you get to really experience what they experienced. And, you know, these are incredible people that did incredible shit. So through their stories and through their journey, there's a lot we can pull, right? Mm-hmm. And he's 100%. giving a lot of lessons. Parallels. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you're going to be able to see something in them that you can see in yourself or see something in them that you want to model. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really just, you know, it's ingredients. Yeah, and right? the, and like the learned behavior thing because you're going to be able to be like, how did they get through this? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is how I can get through mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? When it comes to like 
just random stuff like mm-hmm. I'm half black, half white. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you go through this struggle of like, who am I? Mm. Like the black people saying I'm white, the white people saying I'm black. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm. like those- I'm stuck in the middle. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, you gotta yeah, realize yeah, right. like as you build yourself up and you look back, like for me, it's like, that shit don't matter. Don't mm-hmm. nobody care if I'm black or white. Yeah. They might tease me or they I might tease them, but like at the end of the day is that don't really mean, that there's no real meaning behind right. am I black or white or that identity crisis is I have to just build the confidence within myself so that someone say something to me, it don't even affect mm-hmm. me. Would you, affect, you know, I guess this is a personal question for me to even want to know. Like, would you say that you've always had this confidence? Would you say that you always have this, I guess, you know, this is something about you, like, but I, I gotta call it confidence. But I don't even think yeah, that's the right word. It's aura, it's right? energy. Like, mm-hmm. Would you say that you always had this? No, hundred percent. I wouldn't right. say that hundred percent because it's it's a thing that I feel like I get from introspection. Like I get from journaling. I get from like like building myself up. Like reading autobiographies, doing mm-hmm. all the work, the internal work, mm-hmm. so that when I am on the outside, it's like. Everything may be looking cool. You put a cool. lot of hours into yeah, yourself. Yeah, 100%. The same way math, yep, right? 100%. You need to put time, and you, you put time into yep. Like, you, you refine yourself. Like, you ever see that meme where the guy's, like, chiseling himself? Mm-hmm. Ooh. And, like, body, yeah. that's, I feel like that's how I'm able to be confident. I'm able to have, like, real conversation with people. Yeah. That allows me to go in the world and be become more real, become more refined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Steel, sharp, and steel. If I come to you with a question or, or I come to, like, my brother or, or my sister or anyone with a question is, like, I might need a question that could help me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Determine like my blind spots or certain things that, that I know that are gonna, ref, are gonna refine me and make me help me be better, you right. know what I mean? And I, and I wouldn't mind doing that for other people too. Yeah. That's what's so, up, that's what's up. You go to law school, well first you go to university and then you go to law school. You drop out of law school. Tell us a bit about that, what, so what, what went on a, with that? That was a story in itself and I'm kind of still like being able to like articulate what happened because mm-hmm. I, so I got- I'm the, not saying it's a bad no, thing. No, no, I'm not saying it's a bad yeah. thing. Bro, if you, if you don't, yeah, no, you know what sure. I mean? So my dad's six is a bad thing, yeah. but so, so. I, I still ain't finished school, man. My mom still <laughs> so want me to. Me either, bro. I'm too, still, too I still don't got a degree, dropped, bro. Man. You know how I got into law school? I had 50% of two degrees, so it looked mm. like I had a degree. I had 50% history. <laughs> Tell that story, actually, because I, I, I've seen, I heard that. So yeah, you got in law school illegally, essentially. Illegally, essentially. <laughs> but the, the, through the IBM program, uh-huh. um, shout outs to them because if I didn't get there, I, I wouldn't have got to law school without that program. Mm-hmm. But so I did half a history, mm-hmm. switched to business when I randomly took a business class and I realized like when when you're young, you're like, oh, no one has to go to school for business to run a business, mm-hmm. but you should. Yeah, it's really recommended, you know. So we talked about that too. Yeah. So I switched to business, uh, did two years of that, and then like I think I was like my fourth year, I applied for law school, didn't get in. My fifth year applied for law school. I don't know. I might have got in the second year or the third time I tried, but mm-hmm. I just kept trying because I literally only went to school so I could become be a, lawyer. a lawyer. I didn't care about like mm-hmm. all the other stuff. But mm-hmm. in retrospect, school was important. I wouldn't be who I am without the history and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Got to law school, realized it wasn't for me. Like So the first year I was just like, man, like I don't like this, mm-hmm. you know? But I thought that was like a challenge of like, it might be too hard yeah, why I don't like through. it, or I don't do I not like it because I don't really like it. It's it's tough. It's tough in that spot, and and finding frig is this just hard for me, mm-hmm. especially when you're like an achiever. Is this yeah. hard for me, or is this not for me? Yeah, is it not for and, me? And really find that too. And I, so that I, was I, one I, of the things that I realized. So I went to school, realized it wasn't for me. Got through the first year, worked at a firm that summer. And I was in the courtroom, I had a suit on and all that stuff, and then I was like, man, this really ain't for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's when I kind of knew, but then I still went into the next year going in, and that September, my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, my chance to take some time off. So I right. used the medical leave to take time off nice. and decide if I could, if I if I want to go back, I probably could have. If not, you know what I mean? So started the brand in that process of mm-hmm. that time, and then... I kind of never really look back. I kind of look at it like a sign. Like before we go back into the brand, because I like I want to go into the brand. Mm-hmm. Man, black people like in our especially all the guys I know that went to university and shit. Like a lot of them, it seemed like that's a common thing. Somebody pass away, we take some time off mm-hmm. and we never go back. Go back. You know what I mean? Like I seen that happen a lot of times. Like you know, it's like still happening this year yeah like oh, you yeah. know people like it's like oh someone passed in my family because mm-hmm. you know in the black community like people pass like we mm-hmm, connect mm-hmm. so like every death matters to us 100 percent. so we'll take that time off and we never go back yeah. and it, it's weird <laughs> it's crazy because when you said that i just started thinking like a bunch of names, just people, yeah. names. In my head. so for me right? it was like and the only reason why i did end up going back to finish off my undergrad 
is because I had student loans mm-hmm. and I didn't want them to go and repay mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm still in school now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't come for me. Don't come for me. But I'm still hey, taking as long as you're in school, they, 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 won't, they won't send that, that direct deposit. So you say, yeah. you, you say you started the brand while you were in law school. So the, after the first year of law school, I came up with the first design, like the balanced success design, like mm-hmm. the heart and the, and, the, and the money sign. Is like work, money, career, family, love, friendship. You have to balance to succeed. So I came up with that in my first year of law school. Mm. So if I didn't go to law school, I wouldn't have had the first design. I wouldn't even have a brand today. Mm. So it's like you have to pursue what you think is your purpose to find what is your purpose. And that's kind of what I did with that. And that summer of the first year is when I kind of started the idea for the brand. Right. Started refining it, started reading like um, Simon Sinek, mm-hmm. that book, mm-hmm. Start With Why. Yeah, so that was yeah. like... Top 10 books all the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and it just kind of made me be like... After I um, ended up finishing with the law school, realized how disconnected I disconnected myself from the community to go to school. You know mm. what I mean? Like, because in order to succeed, like I can't say in order to succeed, but Preacher, for me to succeed, <laughs> I had to remove myself from the community yeah, and yeah. my friends. And like, we'll party here and there, do stuff here and there. But I had to kind of just be straight in the books. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't the smartest kid in school, but I knew how to do my work and the to environment do my, ain't yeah. promoting higher learning and education yeah. like you gotta pick your spots when when you know you the majority of you people they kind of just chilling out mm-hmm. hanging out relaxing and y- you know you got exams and all that shit like you gotta pick your spots and you don't you don't really miss out on much because you're yeah. still able to party and do all the stuff that they do the same shit yeah, like, doing 10 years ago. yeah you so you're, you're able to do all that stuff and go to school so like check you guys on the weekend yeah. or like I'll come on the week I'm, yeah. I'm not drinking I'm not coming to your drink on Tuesday yeah. sacrifice yeah, I'll, I'll see yeah, this, this, the, the little sacrifice but then at the end of the day sometimes the sacrifices aren't really sacrifices because you're I don't even know how to explain it but it's like uh, it's better for you mm. yeah. it's better for you to not be drinking it's better for you to it's a good trade off yeah, yeah. It's not a good, but yeah. in the moment you're thinking like man I gotta be with my homies I gotta mm-hmm. be with my boys and like mm-hmm. have fun and stuff yeah. like, and um, we're, we're gonna come back to the brand you know coming from where we're from there's a lot of pulse to different areas, streets, alcoholism, a lot of shit that that, mm-hmm. that pulls us. And, you know, we all get pulled. What was that like for you, you know, to have homies that's involved in different shit mm-hmm. or whatever? How did you navigate that? So for me, it was like I've ex- had to experience certain things, like since I was a youth to, like, I don't know, do certain stuff in the streets, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to either you're going to, like, the, I feel like the the question might come boil down to, like, either you're going to be a leader or a follower. You're going to follow what the crowd's doing or you're going to do what you feel like in your heart is the right thing for you to do. And mm. I feel like that's, like, the question that we, we kind of have to answer for ourselves. Yeah. In order for me to, like, in order for us to make a change, you got to do something different. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, like, and you might think, like, oh, I'm doing something wrong in the moment, but it's it's something different. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to feel comfortable. Like, what's comfortable is what you see everyone else doing. You know what I mean? Just fitting in. Yeah, yeah, so, like, and then it's like, okay, well, if everybody drinks alcohol on the weekends, is that the right thing for me to do? Mm-hmm. Just because everybody's doing it? Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, well, if all my friends smoke crack, should, should I, I smoke should crack? Smoke crack yeah. You know, <laughs> and then it's like, it's it, like that's how you get on crack because your buddies smoke crack. Yeah, like, sure. you, you know what I mean? And niggas ain't just say, "Oh, that's crack. Let me just go grab." Yes, that. and then <laughs> and then the same thing is like, okay, well, if all my boys are getting money, if all my boys are transcending and in, in, into entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. business and trying their best to achieve, then if I'm the I'm the fifth person in the crew, mm-hmm. what did what did you say earlier? But the, yeah. the you're the, you're the average friends, of the five yeah. of the six friends you hang with, yeah. And that's like to me that's pure because like. If say I'm I'm a bum for like not a bum but like say I don't have any money mm-hmm. and then like I do now I don't have any now so like <laughs> if I surround myself with people that got money yeah. like four my say my four friends are like successful entrepreneurs or whatnot fit in the gym they don't drink alcohol they don't smoke they don't do nothing if I hang with them and spend my most time with them I'm gonna become like that hundred mm-hmm. percent so you're saying sense. you know like I, you know you talk about being a leader and you know doing things differently. Oh, I take pride 100% in, in, in being different. but I, And I feel like I can attribute that to coming from my poem and being around certain people at home, like you guys' older brother, my older brother, mm-hmm. and just seeing how they had different swag. They was cool. Like, you right, know what I mean? Right. They moved different. And then I, I kind of adopted that to be like, they're leaders in their, in right. their industry. Can I be a leader in my industry? Right. I want to have my own swag. I want to be my own leader. And, right. and, and that's kind of like the, the take I took on it and... You know? No, and, that, and that's big. I mean, you know, you were able to look at other examples. You just take examples of mm-hmm. leaders, take examples of people just creating their own shit, being different. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too. Like, you know, a lot of times, even within, you know, a, a section or an industry, there's still people being different. They're, they're being themselves. The, the, I guess the challenge now is, like, how do we move from 
those paths and then go into different paths. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. what's up. And yeah. I feel like these conversations are important because yeah. then the younger people that are us, when we were younger, they looking at us and what we're doing and we're able to talk about this freely and give certain advice. We might not have had, like, our OGs not giving us advice like this directly. Mm-hmm. They They're giving, they yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Like they was giving us advice <laughs> how to, how to, how to, how to break it down. Yeah, and yeah. It's trailblazing. Yeah, it's trailblazing. Hundred percent. I think that's the the biggest thing. Like if you look back, and I, we talk about this freely, but if you look at like at some point there was somebody that first chose that path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They were a trailblazer. Like oh yeah. shit, let me try this. Yeah. And they went and they did it and they found some success and then they came back and gave it to the homies. Yeah. yeah. And so here we are in, a, in a, you know, in twenty twenty one. And, you know, we're trailblazing. We're doing shit that hasn't necessarily been done. Like, there's been a lot of people who've, who've owned businesses in our community, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. self-employed people. But, you know, what I think where you're trying to go with, with your brand, that the conversations I know that we have, where we're trying to go, what we're doing, it's like it's uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And so I think that's really the, the piece that makes this different. This is a different movement. Like, mm-hmm. we're trying to really – break doors down that you know like the the wall behind this door we gotta break through the wall first Straight. Mm-hmm. right Straight. 100% I nice. agree so you're in university you're ready to kind of leave law school you make a hoodie it's the early days of the brand I at that time was it's a cab story in there you drive oh, a cab fuck yeah. oh tell, yeah tell us the Am cab I allowed story to Chris on here? Is that man bro we, we doing it all <laughs> fuck, fuck, uh, keep fuck. it real keep it raw <laughs> so uh this guy just said fuck I just fuck had to let him know like this is, we good to go man get we, we got explicit on on our podcast okay so cab so that's this goes back to what you were just saying about the, the um, being a leader being a, like yeah. trailblazer mm-hmm. so like when I was younger and this this will go back to like okay, people that we used to hang with like so yeah I became a cab driver on the strength of my communication skills. I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to communicate with people. Plus, it was during my undergrad. I wanted to be able to have a couple of dollars in my pocket, mm-hmm. pay the bills. Like driving taxi cab, it was an eye opener because it's doing something so different than mm-hmm. like what the community and people are used to. Like mm-hmm. when when I used to drive cab, I used to pull up, pick people up, and you know I'm just cool, <laughs> fresh, right? People get in the car, young girl, yeah, old man, the whoever, they look over, and then like in my peripheral, I can see they look over, and yeah. then they go. This, this so, a prank? Yeah, like, what, what am I on? One of them cab shoes? Yeah. Where's the camera at? Yeah, so then, like, certain stuff like that. And, like, I take pride in doing different shit yeah, and being yeah, able, to, yeah, able yeah. to tell, like, young people, like, like I drove taxi cab, like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing was, like, people I found in the community, and not in not in just speaking North person, I feel people in the city in general, they didn't respect cab drivers. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they treat them badly and stuff like that. So, like, wasn't no one, be, wasn't no one able to do that to me, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But... It's it, it goes to the building this uh, communication skills and certain yeah. stuff like that. Like people try to hop out on you, people try to fight you, people try to do all kinds of <laughs> stuff when you drive a cab. But mm-hmm. it's only one percent of people. Right. Like you'll think like, oh, I'll never drive ca- cab because it's dangerous. dangerous. But like ninety nine percent of people are cool. Yeah. It's that one yeah. percent that could end your life or mm. you know what I mean, do whatever. So to me, it was like a uncharted thing that like I would have never got to experience, and I'm glad I did because I worked for that for like a year and a half, maybe end up getting an Audi. Okay. A8L with the long one yeah. and I turned it into a limo so that I could do airport runs and limo nice. runs and stuff like that and this is like one of my only regrets when it comes to business in, in, in my journey is when I got to law school I sold the car because I didn't want the burden but if I would have been willing to take the risk and just hire a driver mm-hmm. kept my cab mm. like honestly I'd, I'd, I know for a fact I'd be debt free I'd be like have a, a a bunch of cars on the road just right. because I knew like the finance I knew where the money would go right. and it's it's a trajectory that goes up. It right. wouldn't have went flat. It right. was only going up because you got a person that's renting your your roof lights. Yeah, sure. You got a person that's driving your car. Mm-hmm. You only built like I would have the the company was Silver Indulgence Limo Service mm-hmm. and it would have been built out over time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what what's one? Th- I mean you, that might be it, but like what what do you think your biggest lesson was of the cab driving experience? Maybe the biggest lesson would be like just treating. People, all people with respect, mm-hmm. and that goes to like the the respect in the in the brand is because like you're dealing with all different types of people. You're dealing with people at the top of the totem pole and the bottom of the totem pole when you're driving cab because yeah. you get the call. You're picking up all the different p- type right. of people in the mm-hmm. city, but mm-hmm. you realize that everybody's the same at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just everybody got their own different struggles and different things that they're going through. Yeah. So for me, like I feel like that that was one of the big lessons. And everybody and, going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and and you and you can meet you can meet crazy like people that like. You never would have thought oh, you would have met, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what I would always do when I met um entrepreneurs mm-hmm. business people, when I drive a cab, I take them to the airport. Like I met like multimillionaires on that like that were had big businesses, mm-hmm. 
and I would ask them like, what is their number one key to success? Straight. And like just having that question on top of my head when I get around someone like that. How do you determine who who is that and who isn't? Just uh, well, when you drive in cab, you ask the people questions, and then they say like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I own this business, or oh, right, I got right, this, right. or you know, what I mean, I own a golf course, or yeah. I own um this big company, and then mm-hmm. people like telling you when they own shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I, I feel like I feel like I'm a prior <laughs> too. Like I pride too. Like I'm I'm a type yeah, of person no, that sure. like when I'm talking to someone. It's easy for them to open up to me because I'm asking the right question. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be in, intrusive, yeah. but like I'm asking I'm you questions because I want to know and yeah. I want to help. You it's know what genuine, I mean? Like, yeah. I, I genuinely want to know. Yeah. Like, and then the, one of the ladies that had, she had a big time business. Her, her business was called Epicure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard of that one. And I've she told me, like, the, her answer was, like, just keep going. Like, don't care about like, what the people say. Sure. Just, just keep going. And like, when you really think about that, when you think about all the other stuff that you do and on a day to day, like there's a lot of people that quit what they're doing mm-hmm. and if shit. you just keep going like even for me like what I joke around and I tell people like when I run out of money like I could buy some sweaters and then not have enough to buy more sweaters just because like the sweaters cost me X amount I got X amount of overhead and then it'll be like something will happen where like I got no money mm. but then something will happen or someone will hit me up or a client will be like hey I need this I need that and it'll give me just enough to keep going mm-hmm. and like for me it's just like that's God saying, keep going. Keep yeah. going. You yeah. know, and like you, you, there's there's chance, there's more chance in the long term. If you just keep going, there's a better chance that you're gonna yeah. win if you're able to just keep 100%. going. hundred percent. And right. if there's no other option for you to do, it's like so when I look at it like law school and the brand, it's like I got two choices. It's like it's like it's like you got a girl that you don't really like, and then you got a girl that you really like and you wanna marry. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I know this girl that I don't really like. She's going to hold me down. She's going to be there. She's going to do everything I need to be done. But then this is like, a f- it's not for sure it's thing. Risky. But you know that's this is what you really want. You would be mm-hmm. happier there. Yeah, right. Yeah. You got to take that girl all day, <laughs> man. I don't know if you're going to be happier, but like in the <laughs> long mean, run, yeah, you might be. We'll see. There's a, there's, a, there's a chance of more happiness. Yeah, so like that, for me, it was like that was my analogy when it comes to law school and like, like the brand. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, I, I disagree fully <laughs> with that statement when it comes to, <laughs> I, I believe, want the person who wants you. That, okay, that's, 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 I, that's I agree with that too, but like, does the brand not want me? No, for sure. I don't know. Those girls want it. Yeah, and that's how I look at yeah, it. Like yeah. they both want me, but this one is not a for sure thing. Yeah. Like I don't know where the potential but it can has go. More upside. Yeah. Like and it with, makes you yeah. feel better. With being a lawyer, like you know where you could. Like I, I feel like I can look at my life and where I could go when I'll be financially free, when I'll be able to pay my debt off. Like the mathematical equation, you just write it down on paper. This is where I'll be. This is when I'll be able to pay off the debt. You know what I mean? Mm. So when it's it comes pretty, to the brand, steady it's, and steady. Yeah, steady, steady mm. life. Like you know what I mean? If you if you're a teacher, you know how much you're gonna get paid every year. You right. know you, you know what I mean? Summers off. Yeah, Makes and then sense. so with the brand is more of a. Volatile stock, mm-hmm. like you, you're investing in it. You're taking and, a risk. Yeah, you're taking yeah. a risk. But your energy is up. You yeah, know, definitely. You know, a, a big part of your brand uh, early on and, and even today is Snapchat, mm-hmm. right? So it's something you, you've talked about being very active on Snapchat, pretty much selling your products on Snapchat. Tell you had a website, especially in the early days. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what was what was it, what did that look like, and, and what was your kind of reasoning behind that? So I found I had a lot because I, I just interacting with a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. even when I drove taxi cab, like if I could get you on Snapchat, I get you on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just connecting with the more people. So with Snapchat, that's where I had the most human connections mm-hmm. available. So it was like, and then community too. Mm-hmm. So when I first started selling the hoodies, it's like, okay, I'm showing Mandel get a hoodie, mm-hmm. post Mandel on there with the hoodie. Mm-hmm. Then someone else from the community or from somewhere like, oh man, that looks cool. Like, mm-hmm. can you got any more? Yep. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. So it, it built up from that. And then with branding, it's like the more people they see with it, the more people, you know what I mean? Because like, in reality, they were like, people people in the community, people in the city, like, oh man, you stuff too much. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, it's too much, but it's quality and everyone's buying it. So how's it too much? Posting was the thing that made other people want to buy it because okay. like the concept in your brain like yo that hundred dollar sweater mm-hmm. but when you see like this person bought the sweater you know that that person paid a hundred dollars yeah whatever 100 percent, and everyone so, knows so that now, everyone yeah, like yeah. It, it ain't even about the sweater like the shit's quality and that was the beauty of it mm-hmm. it was like you could have been selling like bricks like yeah. a, a literal brick on the wall yeah, yeah. but like it's two hundred dollars so yeah. okay boom i get this two hundred dollar <laughs> brick but i post it and now yeah. it's like oh man that person paid two hundred dollars yeah. it's what it did the the, the i there guess was, the value argument, like a kind of semi-argument with my brother one time he was telling me how someone that he worked he would just debate no talking to the guy mm-hmm. the guy said man if trevor sold his stuff for cheaper he'll be able to sell more. Mm-hmm. And then, like, me and my brother had, like, this debate, like, mm-hmm. man, like, so I basically end up saying to him, like, 
Walmart has clothes for cheap. Exactly. Is anyone buying the stuff from Walmart? Mm-hmm. Oh, you people know, buying people it. People buying it, but they're not buying it like they go to Foot Locker. They ain't and posting the, the picture out Yeah, there. they're not buying it like it's not getting bought like that. Like there's I mean, different, There's different pricing strategies, yeah, yeah. right? So you got best value, that's Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to Walmart, I'm going to get the cheapest good. Yeah. Best price. But Walmart's best price. Best price. Mm-hmm. Sorry, best price. You put that yeah. shit in the washing machine. Sorry, Walmart. You put that shit <laughs> in the dryer. It's done. <laughs> if you have a value, I'm saying price. So you mm-hmm. got the best price. Mm-hmm. Then you got the premium price. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm 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 paying for Gucci. I'm paying mm-hmm. for this this brand. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I know I'm buying premium quality. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the best value. So best yeah. price, best best um, premium price and then ve- best value. Best price, best product, best value. Best, best value. value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then when we go best value, then that's when we're talking Amazon. Mm-hmm. All right, they got the best. It's delivered to me. It's, it's this price. It's, it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But that's not the strategy. Your strategy is the best product. Mm-hmm. So the price, you, you can't set a floor. Right? Yeah. You, and, and matter of fact, you don't even want the floor. You don't even want them people, the homie at his homie's work, to buy it because he don't value it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right? You know, and then the value over time it becomes like it's building the brand. So like for me, it was like, okay, we're five years in, and I knew that it's gonna take time. I know that it's gonna take like if the next five years can be better than the first five years, okay. I don't care how long it takes. I just want to build a brand that's gonna be here for when I'm gone. You want to build value, yeah, mm-hmm. right? You know, and I mean? and the value, and that's another thing with like shout out to uh, East Coast Lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I always tell like I was just telling the kids at Auburn is like. I do want to do a collab with East Coast Lifestyle, but I don't want to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And that's because you have your brand built up here. My brand's right here. I want to be able to give you same value, yeah. equal, equal value, value when we, it comes we, to we coming promo. together. You're not helping me, or we just yeah, and, that, and, and, we and that's what a lot of people may do. They'll hit me up and be like, "Hey, can we do a collab?" Mm-hmm. And they don't either. One, they don't have a brand yet, or two, they're just starting their brand. And it's like I have to explain this to them, and this is something that I've learned to be able to explain yeah. because you don't want to reject them because you don't want them to feel no kind of way. Mm-hmm. But you got to educate them and let them understand that okay, well. The value here is like basically you're saying like come put me on. Mm-hmm. So you're you know? building it backwards. Mm-hmm. So exactly. we talked about the value. Now you're educating the people. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. What would you say about the respect? Like where does the R come from? So we, I can remember something that your brother told me that he got from your father, and mm-hmm. he say respect will take you around the world and back. That's what it. did we say a couple of weeks ago on the pod? Yeah. We, and like pops. those Manners little things respects. that you Manners could remember, and, and that could be so simple that it's like to me like respect goes so long of a way because. Um, just thinking about like young being in the streets, there's certain people that you wouldn't really respect. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, right. for for one, it could be like, I don't know, like a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Like I find like when I was younger, I used to hold them with like low value or low mm-hmm. respect. And then when it comes to like people in the street snitching or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be a street nigga, but then you telling. Yeah, so it's snitch. like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then for me- Try to get them niggas respect. <laughs> for me to be like, but but then it's like, okay, well, but then it's like a snitch, if you say, okay, well, I'm not shaking that snitch hand or I'm not saying what's up to that snitch or, oh, I got a problem with that mm-hmm. snitch now, this snitch is out there killing people. Yeah. And then yeah. you're basically risking your life over, like, I'm not saying, like, respect them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, show them some kind of respect so that yeah, they don't got to try to do you, nothing to you. You, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it. yeah, like, right. you willing to die, like, the guy that killed Nipsey Hussle, like, and that's like, and that's just not Nipsey Hussle. That shit happens in our own community. Like, there's people in our city that probably telling and probably will kill you mm-hmm. and then it's like okay well am i willing to die for not giving like not like not not giving them respect but you well, get I'm what not i'm saying disrespecting yeah i'm not dis- think, yeah think that's the point that's that i'm trying piece, to make is you know not mean? disrespecting yeah certain I, I, people. I may not respect yeah you, but i'm not gonna disrespect, disrespect you, you and that yeah you know that's the mean? same thing so when it comes to like maybe like a drug addict or whatever you might not respect their decisions mm-hmm. be- but when you look at it from like a educated point of view mm-hmm. and you understand like those are addictions like it's not their fault why they're addicted i watched the dave chappelle special mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things that stood out to me was when he said i'm having a human experience mm-hmm. 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 you know what i mean Still that shit hit me home too. that hit me you yeah. know what i mean like that shit home because i've never thought about nothing like that mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know i don't care what you're going through i go through shit yeah i'm having a human experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and you know speaking to the you know the, the drug addict position you know, when I used to be out there hustling and shit, one of the things that I always, you know, because my dad instilled those values in me mm-hmm. to respect people always, yep. no matter what their situation was, I used to treat people with respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't treat them differently or, or, or lower or nothing mm-hmm, like that. I just mm-hmm. used to treat them with respect. And I think that that was how I was able to, you know, earn their trust. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I treated them with respect. And and I, I think that was what really made the difference. And, and you know, I used, to, it makes- I used to tell people this shit all the time, like, you know, 
because a couple of my buddies were asking, like, well, why do you, why do you do that? Like, why mm-hmm. do you, right? And I said, real shit, here's the thing. I don't trust mm-hmm. none of these pieces, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. right? I don't trust nobody. I don't yeah, trust yeah. nobody in this dirty game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I treat them all with respect because when they're ready to tell on someone, when they're ready to snake somebody, when they're ready to set somebody up, when they look at the list of people to do that to, I'm at the end of that mm-hmm. list. 100%. Right? I agree. You know what I mean? As a yeah. matter of fact, they're going to even feel a little bit fucked up for mm-hmm. trying to do some mm-hmm. shit like that mm-hmm. to me because this person always treated me with respect. He always showed me love and, and he made me feel valuable. So I think, you know, and that's why, you know, when, when I look at your brand, I remember like when you first came with the Balance Success Sweaters, it was cool. I loved the idea. I loved yeah, the yeah, concept. Yeah. But when you really started like the, the, the trust era, the, the respect, when you started really mm-hmm. digging into the brand, I think that was what, like, I felt connected to the brand mm-hmm. because everything that I want to represent in life is in it's your right brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I wear it, I don't give a shit how much it costs. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I'm looking at it like, this is what I'm representing. So, you know, I think that those those principles in life, you know, man, they they really, they matter. Yeah, yeah respect 100%. It, respect I, I agree. You around the world and back again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I feel like that's when, when it comes to, like, certain individuals, when they wear the brand, mm-hmm. they might not be like my a desirable customer, mm-hmm. but I feel like the brand adds value to their life because mm-hmm. when they see the principles, when they, they embody the yep. principles because yep. it's like, like you're being fake if you wear Trevor and then you're not, you know what I mean? You're not a trustworthy person. You, mm-hmm. You're disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? You're not educated or you, or you don't value mm-hmm. yourself or others. So it's like, like this is and this is my idea. I don't know if it's true, but like mm-hmm. that's what my intentions. I that's want Trev to lift up brand. people. Not Straight. just that it's like maybe more expensive than another brand, but I want it to be a premium brand. But I also wanted to make the world a better place. Like if you were about to go snake a nigga, don't <laughs> wear <laughs> Trev sweater. Yeah, it's gonna make you, you, know you think I mean? twice. Hopefully, right? you think like, twice. Like, like don't put on the Trev yeah. sweater. When you about to go be disrespectful. Yeah, thank you, I mean? thank you. That's a good right? one. I like that. That's take a model. Take the hat off. Take That's the a model. Hat off. Yeah, take that one. Clip that one. Take, take throw that it up on the gram. Yeah. yeah. Influencers have been huge for you, and I think you've used it a lot. Shit, you early days, you were sending me sweaters out right, in the yeah. states, and I was wearing them. Like, man, right, we right. Get, and you did the first Trev model shoot with Kardashian. Shit, man. Like you did the first ever one. And yeah, I mean, you sent me the sweater, and. I'm like, boom, got nothing but love, and the sweater was sick. I'm like, yeah. Cardi, she was, she came down to visit me to watch a game. I'm like, yo, let's let's take some pictures with the, with the sweater on. So yeah, you know, you send me shit. I'm, I'm sure you got other people that you plug in, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you, you let them wear. And you, influencers have been huge, like yeah, you said. You put Mandel up on Snap. Yeah, ten other people want the sweater. Yeah, because they seen him or whoever. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about both that part and how that has helped grow your brand. So back to like relationship building, driving cab, just being able to meet people, have genuine connections. Sorry, you got they got the guy on Instagram. That be having all the girls on the boat. <laughs> he be want me. He be making oh, yeah. me want to. You ever you see him? Whatever yeah, yeah, his yeah, name I is. Know. Yeah, Sharon, he, Sharon, yeah, Sharon. He, yeah, he's dope. Yeah. He be making yeah. me want to buy the Shout shirt. Shout out to with Sharon. The Sharon really supports. So mm-hmm. even how he got it. So local people that I know. Presser had it on. Yeah, Presser, yeah. Presser, yeah. fuck with the brand. Presser, Coyle Ray had it on. We got to talk about that. Go ahead. So, so I'll just talk about like so how even Sharon got the gear is like past day. Worked at this is when he worked with Seti, and Seti is where I always used to go. Mm-hmm. Me and him had a relationship before that, but in being in the barbershop all the time, we built more of a relationship. Mm. So when I did start getting the hoodies, it's like he's like, man, I'll I'll support it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's down with it. Mm-hmm. So then tapping into people that like for me, the way I want to do it is like genuine connections. Yeah, yeah. So sure. like the more genuine the connection, the better it is because I'm not giving you the sweater and being like, hey, go do this. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to you because I know you, me and you cool. Yeah. If you do something, then you do something. No, if you sure. don't, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But the value is. If you're an influencer, that I give you value, you give me value. Yeah. If, if I if you don't feel like I give you enough value, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I still know that you fuck with me, I still fuck with you, sure. even if you don't. You know, locally, I think that you're a marketing genius. Thank you. you know thank what I mean, you. like not to just say, not to say, not to say that you're not globally a marketing genius. But like when I look at the way you do shit locally, I think you're a genius. Like you understand this market probably, you know, better than. A lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the genius things that I think that you do is car air freshness. Air freshness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's probably one of, like, I see that. Like, I could be in traffic. You walk in a parking lot. You see it. Like, it's just top of mind. You just keep, you just see it. And it's like, what led you to and do I, that? And I see it everywhere. Like, man, it'd be random cars. Yeah, like, it so ain't just, it ain't just, just the all, it ain't just it's culturally mm-hmm. relevant Bedford, people. Sackville, it ain't, it ain't urban people. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's everybody, because the brand is urban, urban e-brand, but it's not strictly urban. It's mm-hmm. open, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we got the Halifax shirt, mm-hmm. you know, show the people the Halifax sure. shirt. It's, it's, it's one of my best sellers, mm-hmm. and it's just home, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've seen other 
people having like branded air fresheners like mm-hmm. for their companies and mm-hmm. stuff so then i figured like you see the little trees mm. like the trev logo just the way that it's set up mm. is, it's it fits well. perfectly it's with uh, uh air freshener so mm-hmm. when it comes to being air freshener it's more of like a, a decoration mm-hmm. and then so when i when when it came for me to do that i was in toronto my boys got cars up there yeah gold yeah, dog yeah, them yeah. so i got the air fresheners sent to me up there right mm-hmm. before i came back home and i hooked up to, like people with nice cars and went to like a um, car wash place, mm. hooked them up with the pl- with a couple, and then I came down and then I refined it. Like I got better at it, found better suppliers and stuff like that. But the air fresheners are are like basically like advertisement, mm-hmm. but it's cheaper than Facebook. Sure. And like it's not for everybody either, because like people be like they want to get in the air freshener game, but it's a it's a dirty game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think mm-hmm. you know it's crazy because I, like I remember you used to like give them up by the packs. So yeah, I used to be like. Like, you give him he, these. he making them like yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> make them in the basement yeah, yeah. like you give them up by the packs like you'd be just giving them away yeah. like everywhere you're at you, you they're in a bag every time mm-hmm. you purchase something the stickers like I always found you know you spent you spent and I, I like that you touched like it was just cheaper than Facebook mm-hmm. you know you spend a lot of money in direct marketing right? Yeah, yeah. right and, and it, it pays off oh 100% right? but that's like the when you're in the beginning stages I always knew that it was gonna take me time I'm not gonna blow up overnight I'm mm-hmm. not gonna wake up the next day my site gonna go crazy unless I die like Nipsey mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they want the TMZ. I don't want you to die. No, no, but I'm just saying like, so I'm saying like I knew that it was going to take time. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to me putting in that extra money, putting up that extra money, people not willing to do that. No. Not, not, I'm not saying trying to say like I'm competing with someone else that's not doing that, but you should be having stickers for your brand. You mm-hmm. should be able to like, like me, I want to give more value than like if, if you give me 120, if I pay 80 for the hoodie, or whatever, I want to be able to give you basically what you're paying. You always, you, yeah. you say that all the time. I want to overgive because yeah. at the end of the day, if, if I overgive, I know that you feeling like you got something valuable. Yeah. yeah. You, you know you, what I mean? You rip me off. <laughs> yeah. We talk about it all the time, the value triangle. Covell <laughs> might can draw it out for us. Mm-hmm. But on this end, we got price, and on this end, we got value. Value, yeah. So we want to extend this value piece. Yeah. Where we want to extend the value to the customer feel more value exactly mm-hmm. and we widen in the triangle we where the we triangle. getting at we doing it for a cheaper price mm-hmm. 100% you know mm-hmm. what i mean so that's like if you widen the triangle if you can move the value to the customer and move the cost that is costing you down mm-hmm. like that's just where you get more the most value from 100% your business, and you know and I mean? randomest stuff comes like gives your brand value like Random with the stuff. with the coil array stuff like her wearing the brand give my brand value 100% and like you think like oh like you my homie you you, you should fuck with me just because you fuck with me but then it's like you see Coyle Ray with the gear and it's like, now nah, I got to buy it. Mm-hmm. Now you want to mm-hmm. buy it, but it's the perception of like what the brand is, you know yeah. what I mean? And then it's like, if ain't no one fucking with it, ain't no one fucking with mm-hmm. it. But if everybody's fucking with it, then it's like, mm. how you going to not fuck with it? Like yeah, everybody fucking with Gucci, fuck everyone fucking with Nike. Like who listening to this podcast don't got a pair of Nikes at home? They all got them. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, for me, it's like, I want you to have a Trev sweater in your closet mm-hmm. or a Trev hat on your head. And I read the book, uh, Shoe Dog. Okay. And he was in the book talking about like when he was walking down the street, mm-hmm. like he was saying to himself, like, why these people ain't got Nike on mm-hmm. their feet? And to me, it's like, when I'm in the city, why you ain't got well, Trev on your body? Trevor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and to me, it's like, that gives you like more motivation to try to figure out how to tap into, like, because my brand's not going to be for everybody, yeah. but... I want to be able to tap into the people that it is for. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like and maximize and, it. Yeah, maximize it. Cause like for me, like if if you're swaggy, you should have Trev. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're cool, if you if you you know what I mean? If you support local. Like all these certain values that your swag you, ain't straight if you ain't got. Trev. Yeah, like Trev. how you from down home and you ain't got Trev. Like yeah, you yeah. could be in Toronto and people are gonna be like, you ain't from down home, yeah, you ain't got no Trev, Trev. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. from Toronto is on no Trev wave, so it's yeah. like, and we're not even in Toronto yet. Yeah. So we're coming, so we're keep so, going. What what's next? Where where where's what's what's next for Trev? What what's what's the plans? What does the future look like for Trev? Uh, so for me, I would say the other day a kid asked me like what was my ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation that me and um Cravel had before about like having like a hundred year plan. Sure. Mm-hmm. And like to me like that's important to me Man, now. On the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every everything you touch now, we got an episode on it. That's crazy. Keep listening. I, I haven't even got a chance <laughs> no. to listen yet, but this is a conversation that me and you had. Yeah. Yeah. So like with the hundred year plan is like I want the brand to be here when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So I gotta try to figure out what things do I have to do or like what proteges or what protocols do Sorry. I have to put in place in order for it to be here when I'm gone. And not to say like that's to say like okay well i'm 30 now when i'm 35 where would the brand be when i'm 40 where would the brand be and mm-hmm. it's like 
it's like anyone that's listening to this is like have like a roadmap to where you want to go mm-hmm. there's gonna be bumps in the road but there's also gonna be dips and big ups where you went and you got to like i could be where i'm where i th- thought i would be when i'm 50 when i'm like 35 mm-hmm. in like two years it could just happen mm-hmm. but you're grinding with a roadmap. My roadmap, if you ask me, like, what, what do I want, where I, do I want it to go, yeah. is, like, build it in Nova Scotia to where it's sustainable. So then once it's sustainable in Nova Scotia, I'm going to have a store exclusively down home, going to always be inside East Coast Kicks. Mm-hmm. We're going to grow together, build together from day one. So there's never going to be a Trev store down home, outside of, inside of there. Mm-hmm. And then you come to my house, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then Toronto, I want to have my first, like, flagship store, mm-hmm. like, downtown Toronto somewhere, like, just a little hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. And then from there, once I make, so it's sustainable here, so then when I do get to Toronto, I'm not in a desperate state. I'm yeah. in a place where I know I can build, I know I can do what I did down home. Mm-hmm. So build it up from there. And then from there... Plus, as I get better, I, I refine my, my abilities to design yep. what I do want to do. And someone out there may be listening, a young person, older person. Once I'm financially in a place to pay somebody, I want to have a, a assistant, mm-hmm. like assistant designer mm-hmm. that that's like um, actually went to school for it. Mm-hmm. Like that did all the stuff that I didn't do, mm-hmm. like educated f- for fashion and making patterns and yep. doing all that stuff. So that's one of the things that I want to do. By the time you're looking for a who, you're not looking for a how. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned books. We, we, we're going to wrap it up with a couple, some rapid fire questions. Your top five books. I would say number one, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Start With Why. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, what was that? The, what was Culture that? Code. Culture, Culture Code. Code. And then uh, 10X, Grand Cardone. And then for like any young man that's like, oh, they're trying to find themselves, uh, The Way of the Superior Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big book. I think, I yeah, think you like got three or two or three of my my five. And yeah. I actually got the way of superior man from you. Um, it's it's good to book. tap into that stuff because it's, it's, there's ideas and stuff that some may be completely wrong or mm-hmm. not not um politically correct, but like it's good to just tap in and learn that stuff because as young men, like man, we we thirteen, we misguided, we mm-hmm, don't got mm-hmm. someone giving us advice. That book gives good advice on like just just it's everything in life yeah being a man and and, and, and masculine energy and masculine there's a lot of energy. other things as well yeah and it's and it's not like one sided to where like oh you got to be a man cuz like there's men out there that got feminine energy and it introduces you to these ideas of like 100%. oh shoot like i never even thought about it like that yep. and if you're young and you tap in it's even better cuz like i never started reading till i was done like high school so yeah another so. book i think you really enjoy is is contagious oh you know i read that yeah you yeah, know, I, you I, know I, you actually know. i think we might already <laughs> chatted about that but yeah contagious that's, that's, is, is real deal that really is and the last question i got you know you, you mentioned nipsey a guy that i think we we really connected on 100%. i think actually after his death we grew closer you know when i started seeing other people because of me it was like nipsey was my dog like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is who i listen to this is who i rock with and you know what i'm saying like yeah, I don't even know no one else really listened to him like that. No? Then, no, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. people weren't on it how I was on it. Yeah, then when, yeah, I, yeah. when he died, it opened it up. Like, I didn't even know Covell was really as tapped mm-hmm, in as mm-hmm. with him or you. or uh, So I think we really related on that. Bro, to me, like, with the Nipsey Hustle thing, it was like when the Twin Towers mm-hmm. went down, Man, bro. listen, that's, I remember the day. I remember the moment me and him were together in the mm-hmm. car yeah. coming back from doing deliveries yeah. and, and me seeing it on Twitter and be like, nah, what the fuck? That's yeah. And he you just shot, like, like, bro, oh, just be, like a friend that died, like the similar feeling, like when my best friend passed away, it was, it wasn't that intense, but I had that feeling mm-hmm. of like, I just lost a homie. I lost a mentor, someone that gave me good advice and like, ain't leading me in the wrong direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, before we let you go, I don't fully know, but I think I kind of know, but what would you say inspires you? Mm. Cause you go hard in the paint, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like you, you be like, bro, you, you, you go hard every He's time I talk to you, like, it's something new like you ain't never just on chill yeah because you know, that's style, the right? what makes me go ahead is I can't let you down bro right? I can't let you guys down I can't let like myself down I can't let my community down and it's like there's there's certain things that like people ain't gonna like believe in you in the mm-hmm. beginning and mm-hmm. it takes like even my brother like last year it took him till the brand got to a certain level where he was like <laughs> man I'm proud of you but sure. I already knew like I'm not doing it for to get the, the praises or whatever mm-hmm. but I'm saying like it's I still want to make you proud, even though mm. I do want to make myself more proud than I care to make you proud. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, what what is what inspires me to keep going is just we in this together. Like when yeah. when I see you guys grind, it's like I gotta grind too. And mm-hmm. and like we are, like I got my legs and my arms. Like there's some people out there mm-hmm. in the world that don't, yep. and they still pushing. So it's Straight. like I got no real excuse, even mm-hmm. though like sometimes like. I'll do stuff that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got to do that in business, but then it's like you still got to tap into like what 
who who you are and who you mm. want to be and, and and be comfortable in that sense, I sure. guess. So it's like what inspires me would just be trying to make a difference, I guess. Mm. Like just trying to make a, the world a better place, trying to well, improve you said it, and you become gotta, better. You got you to gotta keep going because you can't let yeah, can't us let down. You, guys down. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh-huh. And, and I, 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 I carry that because sure. it's like, you know, like I said, like you, you in the inner circle where when I see what you do, I got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the power of this thing. This thing of ours, you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Because you know there's I mean? some people that they'll they'll get like the envious or they'll get mm. certain way about like you succeeding. Mm. But it's like because some people don't analyze their feelings because mm. you might get a feeling when you see someone doing something, mm-hmm. and then but if you don't dissect it, you might just accept yeah, it as yeah, envy yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah, or or you make it inherent. And you yeah. take that chisel, the chisel. Yeah, you like was talking it's, about it's like you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. And if you say to yourself like, if you ever get like one of them hating feelings. Like to me, I feel like I don't got a hate and bone in my body. But if I ever feel any kind of way, I try to refine it and be like, "Man, this why you, yeah, why yeah, you yeah. being a hater? Like you yeah, got to talk to yourself you sometimes." Check, you gotta like, check and yourself. And we yeah. talk about that a lot. You know, I think feelings and thoughts are, are human emotions. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. You know, envy and and these different feelings, like the jealousy it, and all that. It's gonna stuff. be hard. To, your brain just can't turn that yeah. off. So, but when it comes, it's, what do you do with it? How do you internalize it? Well, you know, first of all, you identify that that's not me. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just a human thought, a mm-hmm. human brain thing happening, mm-hmm. and I don't really feel that way, and yeah, I'm not going to act on it. I'm going to check Straight. that at the yeah. door, right? Yeah. And I think that goes for a lot of shit. Yeah, right? 100%. Is, and, and, and you can kind of tie that in with, like, forgiveness and stuff, too, yeah. because, like, jealousy, envy, all these negative emotions are similar to when you're looking for revenge, like, whatever the feeling yeah. opposite of forgiveness is, and... When this man don't even know what the opposite is. <laughs> He's so locked into forgiveness. <laughs> he don't even know what the man, opposite feels like. Like, that. like that's, that's, just, that's next level. Yeah, serious, that's man. next well, level. Well, whatever it is. So then <laughs> it allows you like w- to check yourself and be mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. hop on the positive side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're just yeah. like, okay, well, I don't have to feel that. I don't have to be mad because this person is doing better than me. It's what can I learn from this person? Yeah. So I can become better. I can help them become better because it's not like when when I'm doing like because and I don't really look at it like I'm doing better than someone else. It's just like if I'm doing good, mm-hmm. I know I'm inspiring others. Sure. And if they can do better than me, they inspiring me. Yeah, I'm never yeah. gonna be try to break bring someone down or like hate on them because I feel like that's one of the things. And I feel like I want to touch on this before we go. Is like. Yeah. A lot of people sit around and talk about a lot of people, mm. but they're not talking about it in a productive way. It's right. like if I'm gonna talk about my boy or mm-hmm. talk about something about that, is to constructively Straight. build. It's not to be like, oh, like you know what I mean. Like if if you come to me and with an issue, and I give you advice, and then you're not listening to my advice, I might say, Navelle, man, can you help me with this mm-hmm. guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. certain stuff like that. But when it comes to like, I find often, and and this is learned behavior. This is learned behavior. People will sit around talking about people with no point. Yep. Like it's like they just want to make other people f- look bad or feel mm-hmm. bad and make themselves make like it's like putting better. them down to make themselves feel better. But it's like there's no real value in that because it makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. It makes your your crowd still be in the same situation because you're just gonna hurt people. Yeah, hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people. You know what I mean, and real it's shit. Vicious cycle. And it's crazy too because like you know I look at the time and, and we we near the end. But like the the thing I like about you know, our intention is to, you know, peel back the curtain, talk about the black entrepreneur experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Canada. The thing about business is it's life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's life. It's all of this stuff that we do in life, and we just transfer it into business. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's what really, you know, that's why I think you're going to be successful. I, yeah. I believe you're successful today. Like, if you die tomorrow, <laughs> I believe that the work that you put into to your business, I think it, it, it leaves a life of success. But I think that you haven't reached you know, the mountaintop mm-hmm. that you're going to just because I, I, I know you, I see the grind, but I don't think the people know you. So it's like the the power of Trev's brand is the Trevor behind the brand. Mm-hmm. You yeah, you, I mean? you tell me that right? all the time. And like, like, like that's the power of, of that. Whenever you see that logo, you know, oftentimes you don't want people to see the person mm-hmm. um, behind the business. Mm-hmm. You want them to see the business. But yeah. I think, you know, you're in a unique position because the person is so magnified like who you are as a person now every time i talk to you it's always something different i think that's the shit and embodies a brand right 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 so the the person is leading the brand because what you represent you constantly chiseling away at yourself so you know i want to tell you that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but i I think you know fuck like this is business this is this is the black entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. experience in can this is this is i'm a businessman this is a Mm -hmm. i'm a business man clear as day this is a businessman yeah where he is the business, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, the, to the 
the brand name is Trev. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you, you like we said, you, you embody that and, um, you know, your, your face and, and everything. When, when you put on a Trev sweater, you can feel that energy. That's why yeah. Coyle Ray wears a sweater yeah. because pre- you, that moment you have a presser, He's like, fuck, man, that's a cool dude. Yeah. So when he got the sweater, he seen the sweater come to P.O. Box. She got a million sweaters. Mm-hmm. But he seen that sweater. He said, man, man, that guy's dope. I, I rock with him. Yeah, yeah, where, yo, wear that sweater, shorty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and she sure. put it on. You and know that's, what I'm it's crazy that you say that because one of my mentors, um, the, the Richmond shop, mm-hmm. if you guys know Richmond yeah, downtown, yeah. Uh, Christy, she told me one time, it's like, it is the energy that mm-hmm. you're putting out there, the, mm-hmm. like the positive energy. It, like you, you're able to like, I don't know, infuse it with the clothes and you're 100%. able to like sure, you give can it feel to the people. It when you and, put it on. and that's one of the things that I want to do is like I want to make the world a better place with the clothes, with the message of the brand and hopefully it can it can do that. You've been you know? doing it, man. You've been do doing it. it. You've been Thank doing you. it. Thanks for coming through, Appreciate bro. Appreciate you guys Much having love. me. Very, very where happy can, to let be Let them know here. real quick where you know? they can find you. Website, uh, Instagram, all that. TrevClothing.com. Instagram's TrevClothing. Everything's TrevClothing. Just Trev Google TrevClothing. It's, it's there. And East Coast Kicks, 60 Queen Street in Dartmouth. You get some kicks. You get some oh, East Coast kicks. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna do a contest too. Yeah, we, we gotta, gotta post that before we leave too. Yeah, we gonna we gonna chop that out. Yeah. But yes, sir. Much love. Another day. Another episode. I'm a businessman. Podcast. As always. Follow, like, subscribe. If you're on YouTube. If you're on podcast. Download. Do all of that. Reply. Send us some comments. We out. Boom. Trevor's life lessons. Back with another lesson. Yes, sir. I ain't a businessman, I'm a business, man. Now let me handle my business.